welcome everybody back to the Insider Galaxy Podcast. I am your host, Eric Hernandez. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got to talk about the win that happened on Sunday against Inter Miami. We're going to talk about a little bit about Chicharito. We're going to talk about a preview with New York. We're going to talk about uh, some players and some signings that are potentially going to happen. Apparently, Chris Klein had just stated that we're going to expect some more players. We're going to expect two more players to join in within the coming days. And uh, yeah, let's get started, guys. I hope everybody's having a good day evening afternoon whenever you're listening to this uh i had a good day today uh went to a baseball game today so that was fun well i mean we lost i went to go see the angels today because i'm an angels fan we lost it was a disaster class um we were winning and then we let in a bunch of runs and so we ended up losing that against the rangers but i know some of you guys don't care because most of you guys are dodgers fans anyways and i'm probably those few galaxy fans that go for the angels but anyways i'm not here to talk about baseball i'm here to talk about some soccer i'm here to talk about some la galaxy soccer here let's talk about sunday sunday was electric it was just a great game uh just the amount of emotions that happened that game uh what happened that game and and uh it was just it was just an overall just excellent game to see from the galaxy and it gave a lot of people hope for the season which is something that i get and and this win is something that we haven't seen in such a long time this quality of a win and uh it, it was just it was just electric guys i mean I, I i enjoyed it a lot of people enjoyed it a lot of people loved the outcome loved the quality of the game and uh and let's talk about this game. Let's talk about what happened in this game and, and what went down. So, obviously, home opener in Miami. A lot of question marks about this team, I, I think, going into this. And and it's not only just Charito. I think it's as well as coaching and the other players and how this new system would work under Greg Vanny. And I think we got a lot of questions answered as well. When we started this game, uh, I think the Galaxy started off good. I think they had a lot of control. They had a lot of possession. Their passing was really great. And looked like we were in control for at least a good 20 minutes. Then we kind of started falling apart a little bit. Inter-Miami was starting to get their groove going on. And I think they were starting to get more chances than we were. And within that that first half, a lot of people were doubting this team. Um, because of how it was going at, like at one point for the first half. Uh, we weren't getting the balls in the back of the net. We weren't creating spaces. We weren't trying to find ways to, to get the ball to Chicharro or to get the ball to other, other players on the team. And like, ultimately I think we just, it, it looked like the same old galaxy that we were lo- seeing last year. And a lot of people were saying that, and especially on social media, again, on Twitter, I think that's when, you know, everybody could say the reactions at whatever time. And a lot of people were really doubting what was happening. A lot of people were doubting that this team was, was going to win. They were going to flip the, flip the script. And ultimately, it just looked like the same old galaxy that we've been seeing for the past you know few years already and a lot of people were doubting uh chicharito as well in this game he was struggling as well he looked very uh not nervous uh, how would i say frustrated he was looking very frustrated um he was like you know getting mad at, at players whether and it was funny because people were like oh like you know chicharito's getting mad for not only other players mistakes but he's getting mad at other players for his mistakes which i did see that as well i think there was a few times where chicharito made mistakes and he was trying to find somebody to blame and it wasn't looking good for him at first it really wasn't it wasn't looking good for this team at all to start off with and then in stoppage time of the first half uh we get a very very controversial call ends up being an off 
well, a potential offsides that I think should have been offsides. Uh, yeah, I believe it was Pizarro. Ends up passing it down to uh, Gonzalo Higuain down the line. He ends up taking it all the way to the goal. And then instead of shooting it, he passes it to Robbie Robinson, who happened to be, you know, it was just like a cheesy goal. You, you, know, you know what? You know, it's kind of a almost like a sweaty goal you'd make on FIFA on your friends. But this isn't FIFA. This is professional soccer game. So you're going to score no matter what. But after looking at the review and seeing what the camera angle that was given to us, the one camera angle, by the way, only one. It looked like Gonzalo Uwein was offsides. And everybody was saying, hey, he was offsides. Which I, which it, it was vi- like, and, and people were justifying it because of the one camera angle we got was basically the tv angle and it was slightly tilted but i mean even even if you if it like like you I, to me it's like you can tell that it was opposites like you can tell gonzalo Iguain is like at least one or two feet in front of the last man which ended up being o'neill fisher it what it just to me it was stupid i think var stinks in mls like I, they need to figure out the situation with var because these refs, it's almost like they just don't want to overturn it. Like, just because, uh, like, I, I, I just, I don't know. It, it, frust- it frustrates me seeing how we, as a league, were one of the first leagues to implement VAR. And we don't e- we haven't even found a way to use it correctly. Like, it makes no sense. I mean, it, it was frustrating seeing that. And that's not, and it was, that wasn't the only call, obviously, that was controversial. We'll get into the other one in a bit. But, I mean, anyways... Then it ends up get it doesn't get overturned, ends up being a goal. We go into the half down by one. Then the second half comes in, and that's where it all changes. As much and before I give credit to players, I want to give credit to Greg Vanny because if it wasn't really for him and the decision making he did and the substitutions he made, we we probably would have not won this game. Or I mean, it it it, it like Greg Vanny what he did putting the players that were necessary to win this game and putting in players that we never thought was going to be the was going to be the decision or the factor that that was going to make us win this game. So we start off the half, I, b- I believe, with the same starting lineup. And a few, a few minutes go by. And Greg Vanny makes two substitutions, I believe, which ended up being Carlos Harvey and Ethan Zubak. Carlos Harvey, I believe, went in for Adam Saldana. And Ethan Zubak went for Grand Seer. I believe, yeah, I believe it was Grand Seer. And including myself... And a lot of people were saying, why are we putting in Ethan Zubak when you have someone like Cameron Dunbar who has the potential to be great and the potential to probably do better in this situation to get us on the board? And boy, were we wrong. Was I wrong? Putting in Ethan Zubak in to play with uh, Chicharito. So Ethan Zubak goes in as basically a second striker. So there's two strikers now. So Ethan Zubak goes in playing as a second striker with Chicharito. It was almost as if Ethan Zubak was a, was as some sort of a decoy to get Chicharito to find some space. Which essentially that's what Ethan Zubak was. And and not only was he that, but it was the right way to get Chicharito on the board. And, and Taylor Twelman even said this on the on the broadcast he was like this is how you get chicharito to score this is how this is how he's always been playing this is the vintage chicharito you're gonna get ethan zubak ends up being a difference maker in this game and not, and not only for the first goal but for the second goal and we'll get into the second goal in a bit but he ends up going in there gives the assist to chicharito and by the way what a goal by chicharito to find the ball and coming in through the back where a defender doesn't even know 
where Chicharito's at, goes in, gets the ball, and ends up go- going through the legs of McCarthy. And and that was and that was a very good goal. It, it was it was almost the same as what he did in the in the bubble last year against Portland. And I and I even said that goal was really good because it was just a great way how Chicharito goes in, finds the ball, finds it in an open space, and and shoots and scores. And that was a very, very, very good goal by Chicharito, and just excellent by Zubac for giving the the assist on that goal. So that that's how. So we go in one one at that time, and minutes go by. Miami has the ball in the box. Uh, Rodolfo Pizarro has the ball. He's trying to wiggle around through defenders. Villafaña goes in for for the ball and. A penalty is called, and a very controversial call as well. I mean, you can make the argument that Villafaña threw his hips in, which, yes, I understand that he did kind of throw his hip in, and that probably what what you know what made the referee wanna wanna call the penalty. But I mean, Pizarro was, if anything, Pizarro kicked Villafaña. Um, you know, he he probably affected that play more than Villafaña did. And Villafaña goes in, penalty is called, and and again another controversial call that again VAR could have looked at. In, in fact, they did look at it. Apparently, there wasn't enough evidence. I mean, to me, there's enough evidence to say that that was not a penalty. It really wasn't. It wasn't a penalty, but it's called. Gonzalo Higuain is on the spot. He scores his his first goal of the season, ties his tally for last season, which which that was an interesting thing, too, because th- this story and this headline for this game was about two strikers who didn't have that great of a season last season and in their first seasons to see how they would be, you know, this year. But obviously, Chicharito had a much better performance. Iguain scored off a penalty. It wasn't really that impressive. I mean, he, he tied his tally, but it's not like he really... It, it wasn't like the two Chicharito goals that happened. So anyways, penalty is called. They score. We're down 2-1. Minutes go by. And again, another great uh, play. Another great semi-assist from Zubak. I mean, I, 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 it wasn't really an assist, but credit to him for, you know, helping out on that play. And again, Victor Vasquez centers it, centers it into the box. Where again, Ethan Zubak is almost like a decoy in the situation. Centers it. Ethan Zubak tries to header it, and honestly, I don't even think Zubak was trying to header that ball. I think he was trying to make you know what that play was. He, I think he was trying to make it so that McCarthy was kind of you know wasn't focused enough or or not focused enough, but it kind of threw him off that the that he missed. Ball ends up hitting McCarthy and goes straight to Chicharito. And Chicharito was at the right moment, at the right time, scores his second goal. And again, another vintage Chicharito play where, again, you know, defenders have to focus now on Ethan Zubak and on Chicharito. But they're focusing more on Ethan Zubak in this play. And he ends up being like a little decoy. And Chicharito, again, right spot, right time, ends up scoring the second goal for, um, you know, for the Galaxy. And, and, and it's impressive. And it was such an emotional relief seeing that. Not only for Chicharito, but for the fans seeing that he ended up scoring. T- he ended up tying his tally from last season. And he played, I think he started 12 games or played 12 games. Uh, I think it was actually started 12 games. Started 12 games, only scored two goals. And in one game, he scores two goals. I mean, Ed. The amount of relief that gave from from the fans was just it was amazing. It, it was just a great it was just great seeing Chicharito do that. I, I, it was just a very very special moment for him and special moment for for all of us as fans. But anyways, yeah, again, credit to to Vasquez for the assist, and I don't even know if that's considered assist because technically it was almost like a shot on goal because you know it hit McCarthy. But yeah, I, I'm gonna count it as assist. A great assist by by Vanny. I mean not by Vanny, by Vasquez, and obviously great for Ethan Zubak for opening up Chicharito on that play. So yeah, that happens. So Chicharito scores two goals in the span of I think ten minutes. So so between the first goal that Chicharito scored, the penalty, and then the second one, that happened in like a span of like ten minutes. 
So now things go by. 80th minute. Sasha calls a game. And again, another player that you just never thought was just going to come in and, and be, be a, you know, contribute off the bench. And again, I, 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 I didn't even realize Sasha was in until like probably a few minutes before the goal happened. And I was like, wow, I didn't even know Sasha was in. And we took him out for, for John Alves Santos. So again, it's centering into the ball, into the box or passed into the box. Chicharito could have gotten it. Miami defender clears the ball, goes to Legette. And credit to Legette, too, for not hesitating to pass to, uh, to Sasha Kleschen. Because that because I think if if Legette took like half a second more, that, that ball would have been cleared out. A Miami defender would probably take it away from him and it would have gone somewhere else. But great to Legette to pass the ball to, to Sasha Kleschen. Sasha takes the shot and calls game. And, and honestly... I, I loved how Sasha took that shot because there was like kind of a little glimpse where like as soon as he shot that, he was just kind of standing there. And it almost looked like he was just standing there to say, yeah, I called game. Like it's over. And then boom, it hits the post, goes in, we're up 3-2. And that was just a great goal as well. And credits to Sasha Christian for coming off the bench and, and, and shooting that shot. Um, So yeah, that's basically what happened in that game. You know, Overall, what did I think of this game? It was a good performance by the Galaxy. But I think I when you look at this game and you look at the opponent we were facing, this should have been a game that we were supposed to win. And don't don't make I'm not here to be a, like a mood killer and take away anything from the win because it was a win. And it was a very great win. But it was also against a team that had no preseason. And this was essentially their first game. And this and this team was not and that team was not at 100 percent. But at the same time, we weren't at 100 percent either. So I get I guess you can make that statement as well. But it shouldn't be three two. That's for sure. Then again, those two goals were off controversial calls. Personally, those two goals shouldn't even exist. But I mean, it this this was, and I feel like this was a game where it should have been a little bit more. That's just that was just me personally, and and I'm probably over exaggerating because this was a great win. But all I'm saying is that to all the Galaxy fans. And to everybody that's listening, you know, this is only the beginning and there's bigger challenges ahead. That's all I'm saying. Because, I mean, we're not at 100% and we have much tougher competition down the line. And this is not to frighten anybody, but this is also to excite. The fact that we got this win without being 100%. Just imagine we are at 100%. I mean, this, this team has the potential to be great. And this team has the potential to go far. It's going to be exciting to see. It really is going to be exciting to see what happens um, this Sunday. We'll get into Sunday at more at the end of the show. But let's th- let's talk about players. So obviously players that look good. Obviously let's start off with a guy who didn't get that much credit at the end of the game. But should have gotten a lot of credit. And that was Nick Depew. Nick Depew was an absolute wall. He had, I mean he ended up slide tackling twice to clear the ball. He, out of potential danger. For, for a goal and Nick Depew was just was just fantastic that day and especially to slide tackle inside the box as well in an area where you shouldn't really slide tackle because and and, and usually if you slide tackle in the, in the box that's almost like a last resort thing I mean to do that and to clear the ball and just not get called on a foul or on a penalty that I mean that was great great job by Nick Depew that day it was a very very good goal um Victor Vasquez was another player that really proved me wrong as well I, I said on the last show that he was not going to be a starter. He was going to be a depth player and essentially was brought in for people or just because he knew the, the Greg Vanny system and to help people out. But Victor Vasquez, for a guy who hasn't played in like, I believe over like in a year, looks fit and healthy. 
Like, it almost surprised me how good he looked on Sunday. Like, I think Victor Vasquez is going gonna, is gonna to be a starter because he looks so fit for a guy who only played, I believe, like one or two preseason games. And before that, he hadn't played in like a year. And he ended up getting an assist. Like, I mean, it, like Victor Vasquez, I think, is proving him to not only myself, but to the team and to everybody else, the fans, that, hey, I still got it. And I could be a freaking starter and I could help this team win games. I mean, that's that, you know, that's impressive. I think it's impressive seeing Victor Vasquez the way he plays. I mean, he looks fit. He looks really fit and looks like he can be a starter. And I think he went the whole 90 minutes as well, like, which is even more impressive that he went the whole game. So that, so Victor Vasquez was a guy who proved me wrong on Sunday. And I think he's going to be a starter. I really think he is now. Let's talk about a little bit of the young guys. I think um, Adam Saldana started on Sunday. I th- I mean, he didn't have a great game, but this was his MLS debut. And it looked like, you know, he was a little lost because this was, I mean, you know, this is probably, I mean, obviously, I think for any professional soccer player, the first game will always be the hardest because it's the first game. You're, the nerves and everything and the and the lights hitting you. You well, I mean, this game was played in the in the day. Figuratively, the lights were on you, and you know, I think he was just lost. I think he was just you know a little a little too nervous for for what was happening at, at that time. But credit to him. I think I think he has the potential to to be good as well. I think he can at least be a starter for a little bit. Um, obviously, we got players that are coming in and things like that. And players that are injured. So I think Adam Saldana will start for a couple more games. And will probably start for a few more games down the line in the season. Obviously I talked about Ethan Zubak. But again Ethan Zubak basically changed the game. That that for Sunday when he came in. So credit to him. He's looked good coming off the bench. And so th- those were some of the players I thought that looked good for me. Yeah that, that was basically what happened Sunday against Miami. Um, let's talk a little bit more about Chicharito. Because I, this was the headline. After that game, like I said before, he tie, he Chicharito ties his 2020 goal tally in one game, and that was and it was emotional seeing that. It was emotional for me as a fan, and it was emotional for for Chicharito obviously as a player. I think everybody went crazy when Chicharito scored the second goal because what has happened to him as a player and what has happened to him as a human, seeing that piano fall off his back and all that weight off his shoulder was just such a massive relief. I mean, it was awesome. It was just awesome seeing the, the um, Chicharito basically kind of give a glimpse of what he was before and a glimpse of what he can, he can provide in the future. I mean, everybody was going crazy. I, everybody, in, I mean, the Hernandez household, my household was uh, going nuts because Chicharito to me is a player who who I followed basically most of my life. I mean, Chicharito, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of grew up with Chicharito and seeing him throughout the years, and seeing him going from from Chivas to Man United to Real Madrid to Leverkusen to you know to all the teams he's been to and obviously seeing what he went through last year and and all that negativity that he was he was facing and all the you know all the the the, the drama and all of the you know all the the stuff that was just going around him last year was you know it was tough to see it was tough to see as a fan and and tough to see as a Chicharito fan as well and then you know, obviously Chicharito this week, he, he proved the doubters wrong this week. He proved all the guys 
that thought he wasn't going to do anything this season. And, and 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 I don't want to say he proved everybody wrong because and and he and he's already proven them wrong as well because obviously this is one game he has a ton left. He has a ton more games left. And and Chicharito even said it himself. This is just the beginning for him. This is just the beginning for this LA Galaxy team. And so it's it's going to be interesting what he does. And again, I think and you and you got to give credit again to Greg Vanny and the players that that he subbed in to help Chicharito get these two goals. Great to see from Chicharito to to get those two goals and to excite everybody what's going to happen this season. I think you know everybody's going to wonder what what Chicharito is capable of doing this season. And I think it and again it continues to this Sunday at the home opener, which we'll talk about in a few. But yeah, just just an emo, just an emotional roller coaster for everybody that for when Chicharito scored, and and I'm proud of him. I'm really proud of Chicharito for you know going into that game, being from the first half. Like I said, he was frustrated, not getting the ball, not getting the necessary space to to do something, to stepping it up in the second half and getting those two goals, and 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 that's something you didn't see last year, and you know, and and that and and obviously another thing too is that you know again. Like I said, credit to Greg Vanny because if this was GBS still running this team, we would probably have not won this game because I mean GBS would not change anything, and and that was and that was the problem with last season as well was that you know GBS was was not changing what needed to be fixed or changing something to improve the team and to get more chances. Greg Vanny saw what was wrong, saw which players on the bench he could put in to help contribute and won the game. And and, and again, that was impressive as well. If, if GBS was running this team, we wouldn't have won. So that that's also another factor I think of why we won. It's just the better coaching as well. The better, you know, the better coaching staff we have, the history of that coaching staff and what they bring to the table as well. Just, you know, that that motivation. Yeah, I mean it was interesting. It was very, very interesting to see. Back to Chicharito, he still has a lot to prove this season, and he knows it as well. Um, he even said in his post uh, post game interview, which was also an emotional one, talking about what he went through. And again, like I said, and as I mentioned in last episode, he mentioned his his grandfather dying, and you know, obviously stuff that happened to him last season. You know, his girlfriend or whatever. You know, but Chicharito says, "Hey, you know what? I'm here to win a championship. I'm here to win games." And I'm here to score. This is only the beginning for him. And I can't wait to see what he does Sunday in front of the LA Galaxy crowd. We'll see how that goes, man. We'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. All right, then. Let's get it. Let's get into other stuff. Uh, before we get into the preview, let's talk about some signings and rumors, actually. Which is a topic that I thought I wasn't going to discuss this week. So, update on Kevin Cabral. He has a visa appointment this week will be in the U.S. next week and will start quarantining. And the estimated time of when he'll be in the with or when he'll be in the starting lineup is by May eighth against LAFC, which is going to be a hell of a debut if he's going to be on uh, if he's going to start playing on that day. It's going to be a hell of a debut against against the rival inner inner crosstown rivals. So that's going to be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I, I I mentioned this before. I I think Kevin Cabral was just going to miss these first few weeks because of you know and at the time last week we didn't know what was going on now we got an update it's going to be a while till he until it gets with the squad and it starts practicing so that's a little update on kevin cabral but we got some other news too that chris klein just dropped like it was just a bomb last night 
Um, obviously, I'm recording this on a Wednesday. This happened on a Tuesday. We had a Galaxy uh, Town Hall meeting where coaching staff was there, players were there, and Chris Klein was there. And they had asked him a question saying, are we going to sign more players in the, down the line of that? And Chris Klein just says, yeah, we're, we're, we're interested in signing more players. Two more signings will will be announced, will probably be, an, or he was expecting two more signings to be announced within the coming days. And I saw that clip and I was like, whoa, like I, I like I didn't expect that. It was almost like, again, it was just like a bomb just dropped like that, that, that like we're, we're expecting two more players to sign. And then and that, that was it was just a surprise to see that. I mean, um, no one knows who the players are going to be, but I think we have a few players that we we think we, we might announce within a couple of days. If it happens within the couple of days, I was actually um, talking with LA Galaxy Central. Follow him on IG, and he he was telling me like, "Yo, like I think I know who's gonna who we're gonna sign," and that ended up being um, and which ended up being two players that we were linked with. One being uh, the center, yeah, center midfielder, center midfielder, uh, the Paraguayan uh, Peter's da Mota, uh, who's playing with flamenco i think he's no he's with flamenco but he's on loan with the turkish team is what i think he was which was one of the players that was a was uh reported that we were linked to like probably about a month or month or so ago maybe a little bit more uh that was one player that that he said that we could sign within a couple days another player obviously last week we reported that we were going for a center back from france sega Koulibaly, and i think i said his last name right i got i you know i needed to research how to say his last name but anyways the the center back from 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 france was uh was another possibility of the two players that were that could be announced within a couple of days and obvious and when i was talking with uh la galaxy central again follow him on ig um, and I, and I told him, I was like, what about Augie Williams? Because that was a player that I think every, like most people in the off season wanted the galaxy to sign for off of G2 because Augie was at a, at a great year with, uh, galaxy two last season and was one of the top scorers in that league in the USL. So, but again, I, I like, and I, and we kind of both agreed. We were like, eh, I don't think that's going to happen if we were going to sign Augie Williams it would have happened, you know, a while ago. But then something interesting happened today as of when I'm recording, which is April 21st on Wednesday. And that was on Twitter. Augie Williams just tweeted soon with, I think it was a smiley emoji, the the, the questioning emoji, you know, with the, you know, with the fingers on the face and like kind of questioning and a soccer ball. And he just tweets out soon. And I was like, oh my God. We might sign Augie Williams within the coming days. And that, and, and again, that was also a, like kind of a bomb. I mean, obviously, we we don't know that this is just my speculation, just seeing off of one tweet and what was given to us yesterday by Chris Klein. But we might I think one of the players most likely can be Augie Williams. And and that was a player who was training with the G's all preseason. So that this is going to be one player that, that so there's three players that we can potentially sign. Like I said, the Mota from Flamenco. I forget what Turkish team he's alone with. Sega Kulabali and Augie Williams. So we have three guys that potentially will be signed within the coming days i mean now with that tweet i think it is going to be augie williams i, I really genuinely think augie williams is going to be signed to the g's and 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 that'll be interesting how we use augie uh this season because obviously chicharito is going to start he's going to be the striker but are we going to have augie williams do what kind of what ethan zubak did this sunday and essentially play with him and almost be kind of like a little decoy so Chicharito could score. I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, it'll be interesting what we do with Augie Williams if he gets signed, obviously. It's going to be interesting what, what happens with these two signings. Obviously, I think uh, 
Damota is going to be a, a good signing if that is going to be one of the signings. I, I, I think for with, with Koulibaly, um, you know, I, I think getting another defender might be good, but at the same time, I think we've we focused on the defense already. I mean, uh, Derek Williams is is injured right now, and I think People Gonzalez is also injured as well. But I mean, even then, like I think they're they're expected to be come, coming back soon. So I think the defense is already solid enough. I mean, again, the more defenders, the better. But I don't I don't know how. I mean, I don't. It, it'll be interesting who we sign. I, I, that that's that's to say the least. It'd be interesting who we signed. I think with that Augie Williams tweet, it's a possibility that he'll be signed this week or within the coming days. But we'll see what happens. Um. All right. Finally, let's get into the preview for this Sunday. The G's are back at the are back in the digs in the Dignity Health Sports Park. Like I said, we'll be facing New York Red Bulls this Sunday at home on FS1 and. And also another thing too, MLS needs to change what time the game starts because the the it says two thirty, but the first thirty minutes is probably gonna be previews and analysis of what's gonna happen in the game. So the game's probably gonna start around three. But another nationally televised game, well maybe not as national as, as last week because it was on, you know, a local channel and the main channel for for you know ABC and stuff like that FS1 you probably need to get cable things like that but it's still a very nationally televised game because you know you can get FS1 everywhere in the country so it's going to be televised on FS1 let's talk a little bit about New York New York ends up losing to Sporting KC 2-1 at home um obviously Caden Clark was one of the many players to score a banger this week and also just the amount of bangers on opening weekend it was just oh my god it was just so it was just a, it was just amazing to see all these goals and all these games and seeing that MLS is back and and it's somewhat of normalcy in the world to see that we're getting sports back and we're getting you know we're getting fans back in the stands and everything i mean i just went to a baseball game today it was fun seeing that uh, uh but anyways off track but yeah it was just a fun weekend for MLS but anyways Keaton Clark scores a goal for NY and I saw the highlights for that game. NY did not look great offensively. And not only did they not look great, but they lost to a team that didn't have four starters. Four starters. I mean, two of them being um, uh, Johnny Russell and one of the, and Alan Pulido. I don't know who the other two were, but I, I obviously Johnny Russell and Alan Pulido were, were one of the four, or two of the four, that did not play that game. And NY did not look great. So they lost to, to a team that didn't have four starters. So, I mean, just... Just, I mean, it. New York just did not look great. Obviously, I think we shouldn't sleep on New York as well. I know that seems kind of, you know, weird. Like, it's like, hey, you're telling me that this, this team didn't win with four starters. How can, it's like, we should sleep on them. Really, this should be a game. Which, by the way, I predict should should be a, a win this Sunday. But, but again, New York has always been that team that's kind of been up and down. I think they ha- New York has always been that one of those teams that could be solid. But... Seeing what I saw Sunday, or seeing those highlights that happened on Sunday, they didn't look great. They didn't look great. Um, they weren't again just kind of like kind of like the Galaxy in the first half. They weren't getting spaces and they weren't getting chances to to get the goal behind the net. And really, Caden Clark's goal was just kind of a little bit of luck. Really, just the the way that that ball was placed because it ends up getting centered. Um, a KC defender, you know, headers it out or yeah, headers it out a little bit. And Caden Clark just kind of lifts up his leg and, and boom, it's in. So, I mean, like uh, like that goal was just kind of a little bit of luck, in my opinion. I mean, it was a great goal, don't get me wrong. But, you know, but other than that, like offensively, they just did not look great. And with the Galaxy defense looking 
pretty solid and kind of had a and had a and and by the way the Galaxy defense kind of had a very good game on on a Sunday against Miami. But not only did our defense look solid and good, but we're we're also adding Julian Araujo back this Sunday, being one of the you know the young prospects and one and and a great right back probably and is going to replace O'Neal Fisher for the starting lineup. So so like are not only are, did New York just not look great defensively, but you're going to you, they're going to go against a solid defense. And I could be jinxing it. I'm hope I'm not jinxing it. But you know, but we're also like, yeah, I mean, we're adding <laughs> we're adding Julian Araujo back. So it like I like I don't see with the performance that New York had on Sunday being any better against the Galaxy. And that and that's just my my take on that. So what do I expect? What do I expect from this game? I expect a win. I really do. You know, or or I mean, really, nobody wants anything more than a win, or anything less than a win. Excuse me. Nobody wants anything less than a win. I mean, obviously, I think this should be a win. If not, I think this could be a tie, but I don't see the Galaxy losing this game. And if they do, it's because they played bad. Well, I mean, we'll see. But looking at what New York did on Sunday and looking what the Galaxy did on Sunday, I think this I, th- I think this should be a win. This and it's going to be a win, and I hope it's a win. Um, but another thing too as well, um, there's also still a possibility for Legit to get suspended by the league due to his, you know, what he's, you know. You know what he said. I'm not going to say it again, but, you know, the the P word, I'm just going to say that. But, you know, there's still a chance that he can get suspended by the league, which to me, I I think it's, like I I even said this in the last episode, to me it's kind of stupid because it's like you have the evidence already. Like, what is there more to investigate? There is nothing more to investigate. He he said it. It's on video. You know it's him. It, It makes no sense why the league is still investigating and there's still a possibility for him to get suspended. It's like, it's either you do or you don't. It is, and it's that simple. And if you do, this should have been, you know, it should be right now. Get it out of the way. I mean, and and the, I mean, to me, there's just no, there's no point of investigating this. And and not only just that, but I mean, Legette knew that, you know, he he was in the wrong here. That that you know, that's just, I, I, it's just stupid. I, like I, I just think that the league should come up with a decision already. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Eric here. Uh, I just wanted to give a little update while I was editing. Uh, it is official that Sebastian Legette will miss two games. Uh, he will miss the home opener against New York Red Bulls, and he will miss the following week uh, away against Seattle. Uh, won't go too much into details on this. Probably will go into this in the next episode, but just to give you a little update, uh, Sebastian Legette is officially suspended for two matches. But anyways, yeah, back to the game and back to... Uh, New York Red Bulls, I think the Galaxy should take another win this one. And if they do win, this is going to be extra special too because this will be the first time fans will be in attendance in over a year. And that's going to be special. And at the end, I think it's going to be special for players like Chicharito if he scores this weekend because, you know, you're doing it in front of fans. Well, in at home because he did score in front of Galaxy fans on Sunday to the traveling ones. Anyways, by the way, to all those who traveled, I hope you had a great time over there in Miami. I mean, who wouldn't have a great time in, in Miami or in South Beach technically because, you know, it was in Fort Lauderdale. But I hope you all had a great time. Hope you all, hopefully you guys stayed socially distant as well and, you know, followed protocols. I know it's Florida, but follow the, 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 the protocols that were given at least there. You know, because the supporter section for Miami, I mean, geez, the amount of people pressed like together in that supporter sec- supporter section. Like, I mean, COVID about about to go for a triple double, if you ask me. Like, he's gonna, the COVID's about to go off on those people. But again, if most of those guys are vaccinated, then maybe it sh- they should be fine. But uh, to me, it was just surprising seeing that many fans in a section together. But I mean, hey, that's Florida, baby.
So, yeah, and so to those who are going to the game on Sunday, I hope hopefully you all have a great time as well. I won't be in attendance because I'm not a season ticket member and I don't have tickets for the game, so I'll be watching it at home. But for those who are going to be there, um, again, follow protocols, people. Um, keep the mask on. And if it's anything like what what I had to deal with today at uh, at Angel Stadium, obviously wear your mask. Take off your mask if you're eating or drinking, obviously. You know, that's the only rule. Because today when I went today when I went to that to that game to the Angels game, um, there was a lot of people who didn't want to wear masks, and you know a lot of people, a lot of the staff were like, "Hey, put on a mask," and they were kind of just like, "Why?" Like, don't be that guy and say, "Why do I have to keep wearing this mask?" Like, we're not out of this, we're not out of this yet, guys. So obviously, stay socially distant, wear a mask. Don't be that stooge who just thinks you know they're tough or you know the saying like oh you know like it like i'm not gonna wear a mask uh this and this and you know just just wear it it helps everybody it, it and it keeps us and it keeps fans at the game because if we have another outbreak or something we're we're you know if the league has to get suspended again knock on wood hopefully that doesn't happen but just wear it wear the mask it's not that hard guys it really isn't yeah i mean if you need to take a little breather because you know it's a little bit hard to breathe in just you know a little bit but you know keep the mask on guys i know i went on a little rant right there but anyways yeah that's the show guys um i just want to say thank you to everybody who listened to episode one thank you for the feedback i know episode one there was background noise (laughs) because i didn't realize it but my mom was doing dishes and a bunch of other stuff there was music playing in the background and the where the way i'm positioned in in my room is it's very it creates a lot of noise so and there isn't a spot in my house or my apartment where i can really um reduce noise so i'm gonna have to find a way to reduce it obviously i told people in my house you know you know try to stay as quiet as you can while i'm recording because it this this mic does pick up a lot of things and not only that but my walls are very thin anyways thank you for the feedback thank you for episode for listening to episode one and thank you for the big social media blow up this weekend the ig page got like like as of right now like like 30 more followers you guys were very active on my posts during the weekend um i posted a picture of uh chicharito as jesus you know chicharios but um and and that got a lot of likes not only on ig but on twitter you know that i i got so much interaction on twitter i got like 210 likes with like 50 something retweets and and that was impressive for me because i i mean first of all i've never gotten like 200 likes on anything whether it's my personal ig or personal social media or anything you know it, it was just amazing how much attraction that got it was amazing to see the you know all the social media blow up and and things like that and thank you all for sharing thank you all for liking um these posts again uh i'm trying to make the best you know quality content that i can obviously this is still the 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 start of everything and hopefully you know my quality of content becomes better and i want you guys to enjoy this i want you guys to come back and and uh so i can talk about the galaxy and things like that um yeah so thank you for all the social media love over the weekend i can't i can't thank you guys enough and again be a friend tell a friend about this podcast about my ig page um again you can follow me on ig at insider galaxy uh, you can follow my personal IG if you want, at DJ underscore Puerco. That is at DJ underscore P-U-E-R-K-O. Yeah, I did it with a K now with a C. So follow me there. On, if you want to follow me on Twitter, where I'll be more active on game days, that is going to be at its double underscore Eric. Follow me on Twitter, guys. I, I, I want to get more... <laughs> 
uh, that that my Twitter is based my personal Twitter Twitter is basically my Galaxy Twitter. So you might as well follow it. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for everything. Uh, again, to those who are attending the game, uh, be safe, stay socially distant, masks up, and hopefully you all have fun. And hopefully the G's gonna win. So I'll see you all next week. G's up. Seven words. Be-